A breakthrough in an Austin murder case that's been cold for 30 years. How modern technology helped police solve the decades-long mystery. And we're timing out some weekend storms heading our way coming up in First Warning Weather. How a big land purchase by a major city entity could lead to more shelter for people experiencing homelessness here in Austin. Well, one of Central Texas's largest communities for the homeless, Camp Esperanza, is about to double in size. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Marin. And I'm Britt Moreno. Now, TxDOT is making the expansion possible, and KXAN's Grace Reader explains how many people this could take off the streets remains to be unseen. So I appreciate you. You know I do. When we asked Donald Montgomery, nicknamed Hippie, whether he likes living at Camp Esperanza. Yes and no, to be perfectly honest. Um, I love it here. Functionality is up, the friendliness is up, the stealing is down. It's, I, I have a, a, an itch to get a place that is under my control. Hippie talked to us last year after Mayor Kirk Watson announced Austin groups like the one behind this site near the airport in 183 were getting a big chunk of money from the state. They knew they wanted to build more shelter with it, but didn't know where. That is until TxDOT announced Thursday they'd purchased the property next to this one to support its expansion. This is... Uh one of those examples, I think, of where government works, uh, it maybe worked a little slower than some of us would have liked, but um, what, a, what a unique partnership. The property is roughly seven acres of wooded land, according to TxDOT. It'll nearly double the current space at Camp Esperanza now. So we start getting a really good layout of what the survey and how much usable land there is, uh, well, that'll determine what the timeline will be. While there are still many unknowns, the Other Ones Foundation says the new space will eventually become more non-congregate emergency shelter with personal units, which is the model they have now. The reason that we focus so much on non-congregate shelter is that it's responsive to the needs of people who have historically been underserved by the homelessness response system. LGBTQIA plus individuals, people with pets, couples, people with substance use disorder. The Other Ones Foundation says they'll lean heavily on feedback from people with lived experience to make it happen. Many times they've asked my opinion, they've made a note, and they've actually followed my advice. Now, how often does that happen? <laughs> Grace Reader, KXAN News. The land camp Esperanza is on now was once owned by TxDOT. It used to serve as the state-sanctioned homeless camp before transitioning to what it is today. Now, TxDOT says the additional land was purchased from a private owner for just north of $2 million. And going in-depth on this, this land purchase and subsequent shelter expansion comes as TxDOT gets ready to revamp I-35 through central Austin. TxDOT's land purchase allows for the project to go forward without disrupting those unhoused, the unhoused population who live near the road. The more than $4 billion project will widen eight miles of the interstate between Highway 290 East and Highway 71. Plans for the highway project include lowering the highway and removing elevated structures where some people experiencing homelessness take shelter. Well, turning now to the weather, it has been cloudy, it's been warm out here in Central Texas, and David Yeomans is joining us now to talk more about what we can expect for the rest of the week. Yeah, much of the same for the next 24 hours, but then some storms roll in this weekend. Today, it kind of felt muggy out there, especially by February standards. High temperatures just coming in, 73 degrees, which is 8 degrees warmer than normal for the wintertime in Austin. Skies are cloudy, still mild out there tonight on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam in Westlake. Lots of clouds, but very 
little rain. We do have a little boundary draped east of Austin with a few little sprinkles along it. I wouldn't worry about rain interfering with your evening plans even out to the east. This is along a boundary which isn't a cold front. It's more of a humidity front. It's laid up here east of Austin with nice dry low humidity air behind it and muggy air ahead of it. Humidity in LaGrange almost 90%. This boundary won't have much of an impact on our weather otherwise. Coming up, we're tracking out the weekend storms, including when to expect rain and when your outdoor plans should be dry. Also, a couple spats of colder weather in your forecast. All right, David, thank you very much. A case with monumental political implications went before the U.S. Supreme Court today, whether states can ban former President Trump from their presidential ballots. The high court heard arguments on the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to keep Mr. Trump off the primary ballot there on grounds he engaged in insurrection. The federal justices seemed skeptical of Colorado's case. The Trump legal team argued he did not participate in the storming of the Capitol and that it did not qualify as an attempt to overthrow the government. The justices questioned whether Congress should enact a national standard to prevent people who, quote, engaged in insurrection from holding office and whether that provision even includes the president. The court's ruling is expected within weeks. Austin police are saying they've solved the case of a man stabbed to death in his own home 30 years ago. It is all thanks to advancements in DNA technology. KXN's Mercedes Hernandez spoke with forensic experts who say technology has come a long way since that crime happened in 1994. We're here to talk about a case that happened in 1994. Austin police say they now know who killed Burt Allen Mann 30 years ago inside this home in South Austin. He met a burglar that was inside his house. A very violent encounter ensued in the foyer of the house. Mr. Mann ended up being stabbed multiple times. APD says the suspect was injured during the stabbing, leaving behind blood. That blood allowed them to create a DNA profile. Despite searching DNA databases for decades and investigating more than 40 potential suspects, nothing solid came through. But last year, DNA was sent to a private lab, and they got a match through genetic genealogy. That suspect is Kenneth Wayne Robbins. After that DNA match, police issued a search warrant, allowing them to collect DNA from Kenneth Wayne Robbins. They delivered that warrant in Lubbock, where Robbins lived and worked as a truck driver on September 8th. But a few days later, Robbins was found dead inside his truck from an apparent suicide. Because DNA has gotten more and more specific, it has gotten better at identifying people. So Dr. Amy Grzecki is a forensic pathologist. She says technology has changed a lot since man's murder, paving the way for more cold cases like this one to be closed. She says DNA collected through genealogy searches is a big part of that. We have people who are looking at the genealogy. Um, the Ancestry.coms, the, the people who are uploading their DNA for, and then that is being used to solve crimes as well. In Austin, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. And APD says this is the second case for the department in which genealogy data yielded results. Going in depth, there is hope for more cases like this to be solved thanks to the Travis County Sheriff's Office's cold case webpage. Now, this page was launched in the fall last year and can be found on the Sheriff's Office website. It has cold cases organized by decade between 1970 and today, and those categories include pictures of each victim and a description of the case. The Travis County Sheriff's Office cold case unit hopes the website will lead to the solving of more cases. The FCC takes a swing in the fight against AI generated robocalls. 
the right you now have to take those behind the calls to court. As the city of Las Vegas gets ready to host the Super Bowl for the very first time, a back and forth brews over whether the city's gambling could negatively affect the big game. A first look at the Paris 2024 Olympic medals, how winning athletes will take a piece of the City of Lights home with them. A tragic update in the search for five Marines on board a military helicopter that went missing Tuesday night in a remote area of Southern California. Wreckage from that helicopter was found yesterday. And today, the third Marine aircraft wing issued a statement confirming that all five Marines died in the training mission crash. The identities of those killed have not yet been released pending the notification of their families. Efforts are underway to recover their remains after the crash location was discovered yesterday in a remote area of the Cleveland National Forest in Southern California. Now the cause of the crash is not yet known. The special counsel investigating Joe Biden's handling of classified documents has decided not to prosecute the president. The special counsel, though, Robert Herr, found that Biden's practices, quote, present serious risks to national security. The investigation focused on Biden's time after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. The report says Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials, but that the evidence, quote, does not establish Mr. Biden's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. The report was careful to make distinctions between Biden's case and that of former President Trump, highlighting Biden's cooperation with the investigation. The FCC has ruled that robocalls using AI-generated voices are illegal. The unanimous ruling confirms that such calls violate the Telephone Consumer Protection Act of 1991, which restricts junk calls that use artificial voice messages. The announcement comes on the heels of thousands of robocalls being made to voters in New Hampshire, alleging to be from President Biden before that state's primary elections. The FCC will now have the power to find companies that use AI voices in robocalls and block service providers that carry those calls. Now those fines can reach $23,000 a call. The law also gives citizens who receive those calls the right to take legal action and potentially recover up to $1,500 in damages per call. Well, 2023 brought the Highland Lakes fourth lowest water inflows on record. This year, we haven't been quite as bad, but not much relief either. Lake Travis and Buchanan holding steady and very low this evening. Your first warning forecast with actually some rain over the lakes coming up. Well, we're three days out from Super Sunday. The Kansas City Chiefs looking for back-to-back -back championships. San Francisco 49ers looking to bring the trophy back to the Bay. And it's all going down in Las Vegas. Of course, a place pretty familiar with all the big parties. Jay Gray is in Vegas with a closer look at the hype and the build-up to the big game. Bold, brash, Las Vegas, a place where over-the-top is, well, ordinary. And from the minute you set foot on the strip, you can't escape the Vegas vibe. I mean, if you're walking around, you see the lights, you feel the energy, the atmosphere. And now, for the first time ever, this city built on gaming is hosting the biggest game of all. Fans already flying in from across the country to be a part of the party. As soon as you get off the airplane, you start seeing things related to the Super Bowl and just like get all pumped up for the game. And those that live here say the energy and excitement has reached a new level this week. Oh, it's awesome. It's a great feeling to, uh, to be a Niner fan and be able to enjoy it in our, in our hometown. A place that seems to be a perfect match for the Super Bowl. This is an entertainment town. This is a sports town. It's an event town. But until 2020, when the Raiders moved to Vegas, it was not 
an NFL town. The league and even some of the players worried about the influence gambling could have on the game. There's no place in the NFL for gambling. But times change. Nice job, Coach. Archie Manning and his Super Bowl MVP sons, Peyton and Eli, now starring in a commercial for online betting with the NFL and fans betting on a Super Bowl that will live up to the hype of the host city. Jay Gray, NBC News, Las Vegas. And in keeping up with the spirit of Las Vegas, this game could see the biggest betting take ever for the Super Bowl. The American Gaming Association says more than 67 million Americans will wager an estimated $23.1 billion, beating last year's record of $16 billion. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, cloudy and warm across central Texas, including here in lovely Fredericksburg. This is our new Barron's Creek Vineyards cam with cloudy skies, but still a little sun visible. Temperatures kind of unusual today, spiking into the 70s in Austin. Now we've dipped down to 69 in town and 68 up in Georgetown. Still some lower 70s, though, even with the clouds east of I-35. Unseasonably warm weather surging northward from Texas up to the Great Plains, 57 in Chicago. That's almost 30 degrees warmer than normal and approaching record high temperatures. As we discussed yesterday, this is from a big dip in the jet stream to the west. A big ridge, though, from Texas eastward. This is continuing a stormy weather pattern to our west, but it's still not quite to Texas. Another little storm is traversing through Vegas and Phoenix tonight. This, too, will just skim by us, not really changing our weather in the next 24 hours. There's actually another piece of energy still kind of organizing itself off the Pacific Northwest. This one rides that same jet stream, but it takes a more direct path toward us. That doesn't happen immediately, so until then, the story is still clouds and warm weather. Tomorrow morning, here we are at 7 a.m. on your Friday, waking up in the 60s. No jacket necessary. Tomorrow afternoon, many of us in the middle, even some upper 70s. This is happening even with limited sunshine. A few sprinkles possible this evening east of I-35. Rain chances, though, very slim, as you see here, only about 10%. The same is true tonight and tomorrow with more completely or mostly cloudy skies and a few little brief sprinkles possible, but that's not the one I'm worried about. On Saturday morning, that second storm has made the long trip here already, and it's producing rain in the hill country where we need it most. 4 or 5 a.m., some rain and thunder right over the Highland Lakes. The rain this weekend will be most numerous over the Highland Lakes for once compared to recent events, but by 8 9 a.m., some of it will be spreading into the Austin metro. Not much rain this weekend, I think, in our eastern counties. This first batch is most numerous from Austin through the hill country during the first part of your day Saturday. Rain currently expected to taper off, although it's not a totally dry afternoon. The second round could be similar on Sunday. Pre-dawn rain and thunderstorms organizing in the hill country, moving into the Austin area before you wake up, clipping our eastern counties, and then exiting. I'm not quite sure we'll be this beautiful yet on Sunday afternoon, but stay with us tomorrow. We'll have a better idea of the exact specifics. What I can tell you, the heaviest rain still focused out west. Great news for the lakes. One to two inches of rain there. Lighter amounts close to a half inch in Austin and not a ton of rain this weekend in our eastern counties. But you had your turn. You got a foot of rain last month. All right, tonight's forecast, 62 with just a slight chance of a sprinkle. Tomorrow, the winds are light from the south-southwest, warming us up to 76 with still cloudy skies. After that, there's an 80% likelihood of not all-day rain, but just some morning showers and storms mainly on Saturday and Sunday. Colder, windy weather blows in Monday with high temperatures in the 50s and a rural freeze possible Monday night.
David, thanks very much. Well, Saturday marks the start of the Lunar New Year, and Austin is ready to ring in the Year of the Dragon. Austin Beer Works is ringing in the Lunar New Year at its Sprinkle Valley Tap Room between 11 in the morning and 5 on Saturday. You can enjoy food trucks and a vendor market. Austin Community College is also hosting their own festival from 1 to 2 p.m. on Saturday, where you can check out live performances inspired by Chinese culture. And if you're looking to get out in the evening, the Austin Moonflower Performing Arts Group is hosting a celebration Saturday evening. The two-hour gala will be held at the Vandegrift High School Auditorium. For a full list of events ringing in the Lunar New Year in Austin, you can head over to our story at KXAN.com. Well, American roads are busier than ever. According to the Transportation Department, 3.263 trillion miles were traveled on U.S. roads in 2023, a new record. And that's up a little more than 2% from 2022, and it slightly tops pre-COVID-19 levels for the first time. In 2019, drivers logged 3.261 trillion miles for the year, but driving sharply declined amid the COVID lockdowns and as many people began working from home. Well, the Paris 2024 Olympic medals unveiled, incorporating the history of the Olympics and a homage to Paris. Two American women on vacation share their shocking story. I want people to be safe. Should the Bahamas be off limits? Their lawyer joins Chris to talk about who's responsible and what happens next. Tonight on Cuomo. News Nation tomorrow. Football, bones, and faith. Adrian Bankard previews one company's history-making halftime commercial, inviting millions to pray during the big game. How this industry is trying to transform America's relationship with God on Balance Tomorrow. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. A lawsuit says a little girl from Travis County is among the victims of an American Airlines flight attendant who is accused of filming people using the airplane bathroom. Police arrested 36-year-old Estes Thompson III last month on suspicion he tried to record a 14-year-old girl in a lavatory. And now the parents of a 9-year-old Travis County girl have filed a lawsuit against him and the airline. This after the FBI told them their daughter was also a victim. According to the lawsuit, the FBI found still images and videos of the girl on Thompson's iCloud account. He's accused of tapping his, uh, taping his phone to the toilet seat, hiding it with stickers. Thompson faces child pornography charges. The Travis County family is seeking damages of over $1 million. A minor collision between two planes at Boston Logan International Airport led to the cancellation of two flights. Uh, two JetBlue planes clipped each other this morning when one plane's wingtip touched the other's tail while they were both in the de-icing area of the tarmac. Take a look, you can see it right there. The collision did cause some damage to both of the planes. Nobody was hurt, though, in the incident, and both of the flight's passengers were able to be moved to other aircrafts. We're finally getting to see the Paris 2024 Olympic medals. The podium finishers at the upcoming games will be rewarded with a little piece, believe it or not, of the Eiffel Tower. The medals will be set with hexagon-shaped tokens forged out of scrap metal from the Eiffel Tower itself. They sit in the center of the gold, silver, and bronze medals, ringed with grooves evoking light rays bursting outward. Now the back of the medals features the Greek goddess of victory Nike charging forward with the Greek Acropolis to one side and the Eiffel Tower to the other. Paralympics medals feature a view of the Eiffel Tower from underneath and are stamped with Paris 2024 in Braille. Very cool. All right, well, it's Law & Order night here on KXAN. We're going to have Law & Order, the original at 7, Special Victims Unit at 8, and then Organized Crime at 9 o'clock before we'll be back with KXAN News at 10. 
You can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here's where to find us.